of our recap, you are all hired by one Dr. Wiley to investigate reports of a strange beast stalking the lab after it attacked one of the scientists on her way to the car. After speaking with Dr. Whaley, you made your way to the lab to see what information you could gather there. Through interviewing some of the guards and the woman who was attacked and very nearly getting kicked out of the lab in the process, you were able to piece together a description of the creature. It is large, moves like a cat, and seems like it is cloaked in shadow. And while it did tackle the woman, it didn't actually cause any harm to her and ran away soon after. Bart was able to use his third eye to track some of the weird energy vibe stuff that seemed to be coming from the center of the complex. Darren was able to give Roz the name of one of his professors who used to work in the lab so they could maybe get more information on the weird stuff going on there because she said that was why she left. Before doing that, everyone split up to do some preparation. Bart asked one of the nearby spirits what they knew about what was going on. And they, that is how he learned that the monster was in fact a protector that was infected by some of the strange evil energy that seems to potentially match what he felt coming from the lab. I remember Annabelle and Hawk went to his pawn shop to get some supplies including some like really big bright lights to try and scare the shadows away. Frost went along with Bart so she saw the ritual take place where the spirit that looked like a tiny adorable little bear <laughs> came to talk to him. Probably further cemented the fact that she knows he's an alien. She's just still trying to figure out what kind of alien he is. Yeah, Darren was still at work at this point. Y'all went to find the professor. She explained that the reason she left is because she always wanted to be a scientist. She wanted to make the world better, but some of the things they were doing she didn't quite agree with, so she ended up leaving, and that's how she became a professor at the local community college. I think it was Annabelle who convinced her to give y'all some information. She printed off some pages that you're not sure how she got it, and then tucked them into a copy of a book that was about the failed time travel experiment and I don't think you'll have done a whole lot of research into that book. I don't remember what we named it but it was something silly. Also before going to talk to her Roz was able to use her conspiracy contacts to get some printouts of satellite readings from the area around the lab. I think it was a regular picture, um, heat sources, radiation signatures and then the one that was just anomalies where each was numbered but there wasn't a lot of information given on what they are or what that means but it did kind of match with some of the radiation spikes and then it's I don't remember what all happened at that but you ended up going to the Waffle House to pick up Darren at like one o'clock in the morning on a Saturday Y'all caught him up on what was going on and left his coworker just banging his head repeatedly against the wall because y'all were some interesting customers at one o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. And then y'all went over to the lab under the pretense of doing some early morning fishing. Hawk explained that he was trying to reform you all by fishing at that particular lake and Bart helped with that in his discount mystery machine. 
That was such a good story. Uh, yeah, no, that, <laughs> that was so. The good. lead up to that was like her. It's like, of course, the lettuce in because we're like messy youth that need to be like taught like life lessons. What is a bunch of punks? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Also, feel free to correct me if I've missed anything. No, you're great. You're doing fantastic. Not only were they wayward youths, uh, they were being led by Hawk, who's the most wayward adult that they know. So, like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it just seems like whoever the guard at the guard shack was, that Hawk was all like, come by the shop later. Uh, that guy is just terribly irresponsible and a bad judge of character. He should not be the guard <laughs> at a facility like this. I think you were very, very charismatic, and he was also, like, on the exterior level, so you technically shouldn't have been able to get to anything particularly important, and they have other guards watching the bulls. Mm-hmm. Oh, but we did find some important shit. We yes, do, do you want to take over describing your leg of the adventure, Doug? Oh, no, I went underground and there was cool shit down there. That's all I remember. <laughs> we walked out into a pond yeah. and we turned a, a wheel and it drained the pond and we went down this long-ass ladder. And now we Almost have fell down the ladder a couple of years. Almost fell down the but... ladder, that's true, that's true. Oh, I forgot about that. And... Uh, <laughs> That's where my second experience point came from. <laughs> you made an experience point falling down a ladder. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, y'all went down a long tunnel. You found like an old sort of maintenance hangout area at one end, explored around a bit. I don't think you found a lot other than like it looked like it hadn't particularly been disturbed. I know like one of y'all found a map. I think it was Darren, maybe, you found a map of, like, what yeah. the old layout used to look like, and it had some places marked and, some, like, somewhere the radiation exposure was higher and so forth, so y'all do have that, which will help you possibly find other entrances. Mm-hmm. And then you went up the stairs and found yourself in an area that was a lot more occupied. More current. And you were able to get some information on, like, the guards. I think it was... Bart used one of his abilities to get a look in the guard room and you were able to see the guard schedule. Mm-hmm. Mm, and at some point, Darren just kind of stood and stared at the camera. Mm, oh, I got I got seen for sure. That's where my yeah. other experience point came from. It was, uh, yeah. It's like, huh, that camera's moving. You were clumsy camera. and highly visible. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, was, I was just like... It was a like, great plan until it wasn't a great plan. Yeah. And I think Roz, like, yanked you to hide behind a vending machine after that until the camera panned away and y'all were able to get out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. Also, before y'all got to the unused maintenance area, I think someone, like, had to blow up part of a door. Yeah. I don't remember who mm-hmm. did that. That was, uh... I want to say we used tunnel. magic. Yep. So yeah. we must open the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hearing was a little iffy after that, but there was not a whole lot to hear. Yeah. <laughs> But thankfully, that didn't show on the other side of the door. Nice. That's right. Somehow. I think after that, we left, right? With the papers that were put in the book, you were able to piece together that whenever someone messed with something referred to as Object 51, on those days, that was around when the creature was sighted. Mm. So you think there's a relation between that? But it also does not look like that object is experimented with over the weekends. So... 
after y'all got back from your adventure, you all went home and slept for a while. I think I've caught up on most of the important parts. If anyone remembers something, please correct me. The only thing I remember from when we were leaving is... Because we were like, we might have to use this entrance again. Mm-hmm. I think... Didn't we put something on the door that we could like see if someone else was using it or... Yeah. You put, like, a can or a bottle, like, behind the door to where, like, if it was open, it would, like, get moved. That's but also, it wouldn't be super obvious unless someone mm. looked back and saw there's a can in the corner. Yeah. Because okay. you just have way too many cans of, what, monster energy drink or something? Or Axe Body Spray. Oh. <laughs> um... Monster Body Spray. <laughs> no, Axe oh. Body Spray is what you use for an improvised grenade. Yeah. <laughs> Because I remember one time I heard someone refer to it as human repellent, like spray to spritz in the air, and then three people proceeded to walk through that area and immediately started complaining about the smell. It was great. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It aerosolized, so it... Like I said, improvised grenade. Or smoke bomb. Or flamethrower. I think I've actually done that. That somehow doesn't surprise me. No, it was a flamethrower. Maybe, maybe, whatever those, like, aerosol, flam- like, you know, like, lighter and like, I think I've done that before. Y'all, I'm old enough that like when I was old enough to start setting shit on fire, you could still get the like like the really dangerous aerosol stuff with like the CFCs in it and everything, you know? And so like them sons of bitches, oh wait, you really could do a flamethrower situation with those guys. I haven't done one with any of the with like any of like the natural propulsion ones or whatever, but man, those old fuckers were just so so big. So big. They get you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ready to be flamethrowers. Why do I feel notice. like Hawk absolutely has a couple of those hidden somewhere in his pawn shop just in case? Just in case, yeah. In fact, I want to go ahead and say, because, you know, we had talked about... Um, but I do believe we've got mostly caught up to the present point, and y'all went and got some good sleep, you probably make plans, imagine you would have made plans to meet around like 2 or 3 o'clock to figure out what to do next. Yeah. Um, Annabella and Bart, I'm ima- I think your thing probably happens around like 1 o'clock. Yeah. This is something Casey texted me about wanting to do pretty much after the end of the session. How I'm imagining it is at some point everyone in the group like exchanged phone numbers. Mm-hmm. At some point during the weekend, Annabelle would have reached out to Bart and I'll let Casey take over sure. how she does that. Mm-hmm. So you would have received a text from Annabelle. Can we meet up? I might need your help with something. Bart kind of types out a quick like, uh, sure what do you need is this like a magic thing with like a couple question marks and then like a little like emoji of a wizard (laughs) it would take long enough that you're like did she ghost me for her to reply (laughs) yeah but you would get kind of i'd rather talk about in person okay there's a quick all right i'll head over and see you at wherever we're meeting up I imagine the Waffle House, because that's, like, the place we decided was the local hangout spot, but (laughs) if you want to meet up somewhere else, that's also good. There's also 
a lot of like walking places near the library with benches if y'all are looking for somewhere quiet to sit and talk and then you can go other places from there but what kind of place is Annabelle gonna choose for this conversation? I think the walking path is probably the, the place she'd choose. Either that or um... a kids park that not a lot of people use because it's old. <laughs> and there's like walking trails near there too. Marlin had and... one of those too. <laughs> it's one of those parks that's like in the summer everything in the park is like at 200 degrees because it's all made of like old metal. No, it's made of wood, so a lot of it's kind of sketchy. <laughs> oh, it's it's covered in wasps. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I used to live in Marlin. That was our city park. I can picture it. Mm. Like, we had these merry-go-rounds that were completely made of wood, and half the seats were knocked in. Oh my god, I can picture it. Okay. <laughs> I was actually not quite there, but I'm like, modern day, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, probably about there. I don't even know if this still exists, but it's like in the middle of a bunch of neighborhoods. So it's it's probably like dead quiet. Kids go literally anywhere else. Yeah, that sounds like a, that sounds like a place that she'd choose. Alright, we're going to meet up and definitely not die at the very spooky abandoned children's park. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's I'm picturing this is middle of the day or like early afternoons. Yeah. It's sunny. There's probably some people like walking around the outskirts, but it wouldn't be hard for y'all to find a quiet place to just sit and talk. Yeah, I think Bart arrives in the horrible van that definitely <laughs> has run into too many curves or curbs, and it just like bumps into the thing, and you hear like the engine sputter as he parks it. <laughs> it kind of gets out a little unsteady. Ooh, I need to replace something. Not sure what, but something's got to get replaced. A couple somethings, maybe. Yeah. And he, he heads over to, I imagine, the swings, because that's a good spot for, like, conversation in, like, a, a beat-up park. Yeah. <laughs> I love this mental image. Annabelle's there, and she's visibly kind of nervous. Like, she's, she's doing what I'm doing with my hands right now. Mm-hmm. Twisting her hands together and she looks nervous. Okay. Everything okay? It's okay. I just I'm going to tell you something that I've never told anyone before. Uh, oh. Um I don't know if I'm qualified for what you're asking. I think you're the most qualified person I know. I'm terrified if I am the most qualified. (laughs) So, there's a reason that I believed you so immediately. Mm -hmm. I have powers too. They're not exactly like yours from what I can understand, Mm -hmm. but they're similar enough that I think you might be able to help. Okay. When... I was thrown out of my home. My powers were locked. And over time, they've gotten weaker. Some of them have come back, but it's not enough. Are you... Wait. So you started with powers. You didn't learn yours. Yes. And you got kicked out of somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You went to one of those wizard schools. 
I did not go to a wizard school. Now. Oh god, like you know, I always thought they were real, but like who the fuck has the time, you know, to like go find a wizard school? I didn't go to a wizard school. Oh, sorry. I was just definitely went off track there. I got really excited about wizard school stuff. What What do you mean like what where are what what is what do you mean? Uh, okay. You know what Roz thinks you are? Uh, a- alien? Yeah. The, I'm not, though. I, we, we, I feel like we've been over this. I I know that. Okay. Because Wait, I am. Oh! Oh, you can't tell Roz. No, because she, she won't believe it. I know. No, she'll definitely be like, oh, this is, this is Bart throwing me off the scent. Oh. How does that work? Like... So you, you you do have powers from being an alien. Okay. They're a form of biotech that was integrated into our race long ago and has become normal for us. But because it's still technology, it's still blockable. Huh. When I said we should share our technology with humans, specifically with the people who were doing the experiments that we're now investigating. They thought it was too dangerous, that they wouldn't understand that we were trying to help. And when I advocated for you, when I thought you would understand, they locked my powers and they threw me to Earth and they said, basically, if you love them so much, die with them. Holy shit. Oh my god, you went like full Prometheus. That's wild. Is that why my magic like gets weird vibes from you? Probably. Oh my god. Cause you're, it's, of, of course. You can feel the Higante having the same reaction to, <laughs> oh, that's like me exclamation lot. point over the head. The Higante bigger <laughs> exclamation point over the head. Shit. <laughs> oh my god, I'm swearing a lot. This is really str- okay. I'm sorry to dump this on you. I would have kept it if I thought it were feasible, but with what we're going into, I want to be back at as full a power as I possibly can. Do you have any advice on oh. unlocking this thing? Erasing the block? Shit. Okay. Okay, we can do. We can work with that. We can work with that. You think because, so? Yeah, because if if it's something that you could have done before and it was like blocked away from you, and mm-hmm. it's still there, we could probably tease it out with magic. Maybe. I mean, I, I get weird magic type reactions. So whatever your alien stuff is like, it's it's got some crossover. Oh man, what if I? I mean, I'm not an alien, but what if Vagant is an alien? I don't want to think about that. That's too much. You get a very swift no. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. And that's, like, part of saying that to no one, like, it's like, maybe Mahigant is an alien. And just, like, two seconds and a beat. And it's like, oh, thank God. Okay. All right. I thought I was going to have, like, three, four, five different revelations today. It's just two. Just two pretty, pretty solid ones. That's, that's much more doable. Okay. Okay. All right. I guess we can do it here. There's no one around, and most people will just think that, like, I'm starting another satanic panic. <laughs> um, shit. 
there is no one around except for there's one guy running by an older man kind of looks like a slimmed down Santa. Oh, it's summer, I get it. <laughs> Gotta have the average running man in there. Oh, okay, like, there he goes. He just runs all around at Oak Ridge. Oh, okay. I'll have to make sure to tell Nicola about that because Frost definitely has theories on gonna... the Oak Ridge running man. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Bart's like man. thought about this man and it's like he's never stopped. <laughs> I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen him not running. I'm fucking worried about this man. So I'm going to open my third eye to try to see if I can parse. I don't know how it would work for an alien, but I, I, I imagine I'm looking for like kind of like the ley lines of magic in Annabelle so I can kind of poke the pressure points to see if I can open those up. I imagine it's got the same core even if it's a different flavor okay so yeah this is okay so yeah i don't know i don't want to get into the existential quandary of your technology being my magic but there's some crossover for sure i mean what is magic but science that has not been understood yet yeah like bart just like runs over to his, his van and starts like digging through boxes and it's like I, I got something for this and he comes back with a little human body like ley line map sort of thing and lays it out and gets a whole bunch of little tools and stuff. It kind of looks like the chakra maps. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those, but Bart kind of looks up with the third eye open and just starts, like, making corrections to the chart to calibrate it to Annabelle's vibe. And while doing this, is talking to her to get a little bit more, like, insight. So you've been in town the whole time? Like, you've just been stuck here? Yes. Okay. Why preschool? Children don't question as much. Or they question differently, I guess I should say. Mm -hmm. So they're less likely to notice when I don't know a cultural thing that is well-known, that I should know in adult society. So spending most of my time around children is easier. Yeah, I guess that tracks. Oh my god, I just realized something. <laughs> Bart runs back to the van, takes out a beat-up copy of one of those, like, Bailey school kid books. You know the ones that it's like, my gym teacher is a vampire, or <laughs> is my substitute a genie, and stuff like that. And it's like, is my preschool teacher, yes. an a like, an alien? It's like, no shit. <laughs> um... Uh, and Bart just like flips through the book and like there's some uncanny parallels. The Sideways Stories at Wayside School, whatever, however that title goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That just like disturbingly, just like really weird kid series. <laughs> I remember seeing them and just being like, so these kids are just really judgmental of everyone they meet. Yeah, no, Bart puts away the book and <laughs> runs back and is going to try to use magic to see about opening up some of the old powers that Annabelle has. Give me that roll. <laughs> That's, um... Is there any way I can help out with this? It would be cool if you did. Possibly. How helpful that help is depends on the roll he got. <laughs> yeah. I got a four base with my bonus of uh, plus two, so I got a six. A plus one from help would bump me into a mixed success. Yeah, roll to help. Which dice are going to be nice to me today? I'm going to try you and you. 
Okay, five plus four is a nine, plus cool is one, so I got a ten. Nice. So, yeah, it, it works. Okay. So... I guess the effect I'm going for, if I have to pick effect and glitch, is that I'm trying to banish a curse on a person, which would be the thing stopping Annabelle from accessing full powers. And if I have to pick a glitch, or you can pick a glitch, I guess, it doesn't matter either way. Well, which one would you like me to unlock first? I would want immediate unwelcome attention as my glitch. Towards me, not towards Annabelle. I would also be willing to take damage for this, if that's an option. Okay, because you aren't going to be getting in combat today. Yeah. Well, I don't want you to get hurt. Oh, no, I'm not going to get hurt. I'm just going to attract unwelcome attention. Yeah, let's go the unwelcome attention. There's a woman walking her dog who just gives a really weird look to why is there just this goth kid doing something to... She's like, what is he doing with her? Oh, no! I restarted the satanic panic just like I said I would. (laughs) Oh, man. It's a mix of that and uh, the vibe of she's out of his league kind of thing. Oh, that's rough. (laughs) Oh, that's so mean. (laughs) It's like you see this woman started walking towards you with her dog. She turns around and walks the other way, Uh walking very fast. The way Bart would end up casting the spell is uh, he takes out the little mortar and pestle and, like, takes, like, some kind of, like, a crumbly sort of, like, red mineral and just, like, crunches it and then takes it and sprinkles it on the little ley line points on the body chart. And you see those same spots on Annabelle glow greenish for a moment and then, like, dissipate. It's very obvious it attracted the attention and such, but once Bart is finished, uh, he kind of looks up at Annabelle and expectantly, like, okay, did, did it work? I always think you do feel some of that. I'm going to try and explain what I was doing to help out. Yeah. I was almost meditating and reaching for the powers that I can access, like Soothe, and the place where that comes from. I was trying to reach into that and force it to the surface to see if that would help. So I reach for it and... When it breaks, I'm going to send a picture to the chat. What you briefly see. Yes. Oh, that's neat. And now I'm going to explain it. (laughs) For a brief second, just a flash of giant wings that start at gold and fade to green at the ends and then dissipate. And then she reaches out a hand, and in her hand, something starts to take shape, and it like curls out and around, and she brings her hand down, and it's a lightly glowing whip. Oh. She looks at you, and she smiles. Thank you. And across the street, one of your students is just staring at him. <laughs> no! That's awesome. Oh, no one's ever going to believe him. Exactly. He's going to be one of those Bailey school kids. He's going to be like, my preschool teacher is an angel. You see your face up. I knew it. <laughs> and then followed by a come on in. It's lunchtime. It's... That's good. That's good. From a parent. 
this kid has told his mom you're an alien before, she's like, it's come on in, and she just brushes it off so you can hear her doing that again. <laughs> I'm never living that down. Okay. What? Bird's jaw is like on the floor. It's like, you have wings and like a magic crazy whip. Like what? <laughs> uh, yes. In her mind, you can feel that Higante's got like his jaw on the floor. She's like, what? Oh my God. The ghost I cast magic with is impressed too. Like this is crazy. Oof. All right. There's like this moment of, okay, no, I like her. She's cool. Maybe a tad bit of a fan crush. I don't know if spirits have those. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's very yeah. And I, I think I noticed. And I'm like, no, no, you're, we're not getting wings ever. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> Suddenly, you see the wings flare again, and then they wrap. Nope. And you know the animation in like Majora's Mask when you yes. do the owl teleport. Yes. Yes. It's yes. basically that. Oh. And she vanishes. Oh shit. Oh, I fucked up. Oh, I did it too good. She went back to her home planet. Fuck! Oh no! Oh no, this is really bad. Oh man, this is really embarrassing. Oh no, <laughs> we're gonna be missing a person. We have to go fight that monster. And like right in the middle of your like panic spiel, she comes back and she's like holding a vase or something. Ah! Okay. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh huh. Oh, I didn't tell you what I was doing, did I? Uh, no. I thought that like I had done my job too well, and you went straight back to like weird alien world. Full stop. So it's nice that you're back. Why do you have a vase? Well, I just went home. I grabbed the first thing in front of me, and then I came back. I just wanted to see if I could. That's really fast. Like, that is impossibly fast. I did go home, but my home here on Earth, where I live. Cool. I can teleport again. Ah. I think Bart tries really hard not to be a little jealous, because it's like, oh man, all of my years of mastery, and like, the, like I can not do that. <laughs> I cannot teleport. I think Higante might be a little jealous too, like, And, like, I, I immediately picture the idea of a Higante with some sort of nightmare weapon, and I was like, no, no, we're not allowed to. We're not allowed to do that. <laughs> for, it's for the best. I feel like he probably wants to say, you're no fun. Oh, no, if if I were to, like, let full reins out, Vehigante would absolutely be like, ah, it is finally time to destroy the, the puny ones with, like, all the nightmare earth and necromancy magic that entails uh, using the Higante as a sort of like vessel but it's fine because uh, we're keeping each other in check I do pick up my jaw and look over at Annabelle and I'm like okay alright so this is going to be a huge help with the whole monster thing are you going to have like a big reveal later like do you, do you want to like let everyone know all at once are you going to wait until, like, a cool moment and be like, don't worry, and, like, your wings will come out, and the, the weapon, you'll be like, I got this, and everyone will be like, oh, shit, and then I will smile knowingly. Like, how do we want to play this? <laughs> well, it's going to have to come out eventually, I suppose, but 
we can figure that out later. It's also you're not entirely sure you want everyone knowing that you're an alien because yeah. your people will find out and then they'll come back and be very upset with you. Actually, it's probably not a good idea to tell very many people because I don't want them to know. My people. I don't okay. want them to know. Actually. Um, yeah. Um, it probably. Well, I have no idea how Roz is going to take this. I mean, I can guess, but. The way that I'm picturing it in my head isn't as high-pitched as it will be in real life. I guess you would know best. Yeah. Ross is good people, but I'm not an alien. How excitable. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for trusting me with this. With everything, actually. I've never really... I don't know, most of my magic isn't really that... Like, I've used it to deal with the occasional loose spirit, but I've never really used it to like unlock someone's locked potential and that that's pretty it's some like kung fu movie stuff that's very cool thank you for helping i'd forgotten i think mm-hmm. what it felt like to really be myself well, you got plenty of time to learn while we get ready two days it's gonna be yeah. great <laughs> how did you get here did you like lift or something because i can take you back to your place or Unless you don't want to drive in my car, which you are correct and valid in your decision-making process. <laughs> I just walked. <laughs> oh shit, you can teleport, so my car would be useless to Okay, yeah, no. Walking from your from the apartment to the park in the bridge takes a lot of guts, so... I'm plus two tough, I'm fine. That's more tough than I have, if we were to quantify <laughs> our toughness in some sort of numerical scale. No, I, what I'm saying is it's just like, when you hear that, she and I was a, kind of a badass before you unlocked her powers, yeah. it's like, no one bothers her, no one bothered her. Oh no, for sure. <laughs> like, compared to Annabelle, numerically, Bart's toughness is like minus one, but I take that to mean like, Bart has not been in many fights, and has definitely like, coasted on like, magic, and trying to avoid dangerous situations for the most part. So it's definitely... <laughs> Infinite cosmic power. Itty bitty noodle arms. Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> like, he, he's like he's like a thick boy, but he's not like a strong boy. Annabelle kind of looks like she was designed by Clamp. <laughs> very tall, very slim, very tough. Thanks. Bart, with a quick nod and like the mumbling about like, eh, wings would be pretty neat, I guess. Uh, like heads over to the van with like the, the big dragon airbrushed on and gets in and it's like let me know if you need anything else magic related I'm more than happy to help this is very cool I will thank you of course you you do your cool alien mission Annabelle you, you got this Annabelle <laughs> just teleports back to her apartment I'm guessing yeah. and puts the vase back on the table <laughs> that it came from Roz and Hawk, what do y'all do after you wake up? Anything in particular? Can we be in a secret place now or no? I'll let you know. Okay. We all went back to your things. Oh, we all went back to our regular spots. 
Yeah, well, I think Darren ended up crashing in a friend's place because it's really awkward stumbling back into your home when it's like two, three o'clock or four o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Just like, nope, don't want to deal with it. I've got a keys to my friend's place while he's out of town. I'm going to go sleep there. What if Darren goes back with Hawk to the little apartment that's above or behind the pawn shop? Do you want to do that? That's fine with me, yeah. I feel like it would make sense. Yeah, I feel like it could give us an opportunity to do some roleplay stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. Alright, so, obviously everybody goes to bed late. And, like, the crotchety old man that he is, Hawk wakes up at, like, 3 in the morning. And he's not feeling well. And he gets up and he takes some pain medicine. And he hopes it slows him down a little bit. So he, he sits down and he makes a pot of coffee. And then he sits down and he starts drinking his coffee and waits for his pain medicine to kick in. That's where he is. I think Darren would probably be asleep on your couch or on like cot or something. But doing that thing where he's like definitely awake, but pretending to be asleep. Just really thinking about what they saw last night. Because there was like some, there was some crazy like, before we got into the complex, didn't, Bart do a magic spell or like summon something he used his third eye to basically do a vibe check those weird vibes were coming from a lot closer yeah. than they were the last time he did that in the basically the visitor center mm -hmm. you've also learned that magic exists <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah I think this has been a pretty big night for Darren because I think he's I mean I feel like growing up in this town what, what we talked about Brianna Jean like him being at the Waffle House like on the night shift he sees stuff. Weird stuff happens. Yeah, he's like, I just don't, I, I don't want to believe that. Except like <laughs> now, it's like, okay, fine, damn it. So I think he's probably didn't even sleep. In all honesty, he's just like lying there thinking about like what we're gonna do, thinking about how we're gonna go back to this place and potentially fight a monster, and like Roz is gonna be there, and I think he's just like that very slow, anxious right now, just lying there, not doing anything. Which is great for role play in a podcast. <laughs> Just I will lie here silently. And I feel like after a certain part, you do eventually fall asleep, but it's fitful. Just weird ass dreams. Makes sense. Were these dreams, or did these happen last night? And I think at some point, if we ever cut to six in the morning or seven in the morning, we're like, y'all got back around like four in the morning. Oh, okay. So right, I'm right, imagining right. if you're. It'll be about, like, 10 or noon-ish, okay. somewhere around mm -hmm. there. Okay. Yeah, so Hawk only slept a couple of hours, and he's up at the table drinking coffee and taking taking medicine. And I think that when we come back to him, when we come back to this part, I think mm -hmm. he's nodded off at the table, like, just sitting there with his cup of coffee in his hand, just nodded off. If it's been an appropriate amount of time, I'll roll for this. I feel like... Because I work at a Waffle House, I know how to cook breakfasty materials, so I feel like... You could make a decent breakfast, the real question is, how much stuff does Hawk actually have that you can fix breakfast with? Eggs and bread and butter, there's no meat in there, yeah. Any Pop-Tarts hidden in the corner from when, from when Darren crashes or something? Oh no, there's lots of Pop-Tarts. <laughs> oh yeah, so then I think... If you will permit me, I think what will happen is after Darren realizes Hawk is sleeping with his coffee, just like sitting there at the table sleeping, Darren would get up and quietly try to make 
just toast and eggs and Pop-Tarts and probably wouldn't say anything, just put the plate on the table and then, like, go back to bed. Oh, I love that. I love that, yeah. Mm -hmm. I would make you roll, but I feel like Darren's done this many times before. This is a routine. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what him and Hawk do. (laughs) I like this, yeah. Yeah. Probably does it with his dad some, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Darren's just used to grumpy old man. Okay, I'll just fix him breakfast. Mm. Yeah. Start the day with a peace offering so he likes me. Yeah, don't don't hate me for almost dying and literally getting seen by all the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. You told me that I wasn't ready for this, and you were so right. <laughs> oh, no. He literally yeah. wouldn't stop going on last session about how proud he is of you for taking charge of things. Yeah. And then but, that happened. Yeah, it, it was... The, Darren has a lot of confused, late teenager feelings mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Oh. That's fun for a, someone who graduated from college. It's true. Oh, wait, that's right. oh, I thought it was high school. Yeah, yeah, college, that's right. So, not late teenager. Honestly, late teenager lasts until you're about 23, so... Fair. True, 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 true. Basically. True, true. <laughs> For dudes, it lasts till you're like 29, honestly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I will say my favorite thing that one of my partner's relatives told me was, at least you have your shit together, which, like, hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, oh, my God, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was I like, oh. be the responsible one. Holy no. shit. I have my shit together. That's crazy. <laughs> Amazing. Just the moment you realize, and you're like, I'm actually in a good place right now. Oh god, what's gonna go wrong? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <clears throat> See, I think that's what that's what Darren would do, unless you want to do something else, Doug. No, no, I like that. I like that. And I also mm-hmm. like, just for, from a storytelling perspective, if, if by the time Hawk wakes up, Darren is actually back asleep on the cot, and so they've, they've been awake and asleep at different times, yeah. like three times through the morning. <laughs> And so Hawk wakes mm-hmm. up and he eats his eggs and they're still like, they're still slightly warm. And so he eats them and he eats <laughs> his toast and he takes a bite of the Pop-Tart, but it's just too goddamn sweet. So he stops. <laughs> I need my breakfast bitter. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> also, I do have a question for Darren. Around what time are you fixing the breakfast? If we got home at like six, I feel like if Hawk probably did his whole like coffee and payment thing, probably around like what, like nine, nine or ten? Eight or nine, probably, yeah. Probably fell asleep by like 10, 11. 11 ish, yeah. somewhere around there. So then probably like 11 30, 12, he would do that and then be back to sleep like 12 30. I'm not sure if you would go back to sleep because Darren has received several text messages from Uh-oh. some friends and co-workers as loves a voicemail from his dad. It's a short one. Perfect. You could probably skim the text to make sure it wasn't you, you missed work, what the hell? Where are you, dude? And if it wasn't anything like that, he probably would ignore it, especially the one from his dad until, like, a little later. Mm-hmm. Some of the texts are just random stuff, but mm. several of them are like, where are you? Is everything all right? One of the texted, there were some strange men here asking questions about you. Is everything all right? Ooh. 
Ooh. Yeah. I think if he was like just like quickly skimming through the text, he would stop at that one and then be like. It might have also like included a picture of the back of like two figures wearing suits. Can't see their faces, but. Oh, yeah. He would take the picture and he would make up some very, very weak excuse of like, oh, yeah, no, I'm just like super sick right now like I had to go home I'm not going to talk to anybody don't worry about me I'm all good but like I will be out of commission for a while but it's like if you ever have worked with someone and they're like call in the morning (laughs) I'm sick yeah when someone's like oh I'm so sick to come in but you're like you're just hung over you're fine (laughs) this is this is your fault like it's a it's like one of those very very weak excuses or it's kind of just like, dude, I'm having car trouble. It's like, dude, you ride your bike to work. Yeah. <laughs> None of this adds up if you really think about it. <laughs> he would note that, and first chance he would get, he would definitely tell Hawk that people were looking for me, and then probably by extension us. We have the picture, and then at the moment, probably ignore the voicemail from his dad. Yeah. It does kind of feel like it's like people from like different parts of town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Roll plus sharp. That's a seven total. The voicemail from your dad was from before some of the text messages. Hmm. And with what little your dad knows about you, if someone's trying to find you, the friends who've been texting you might be the people your dad would point to. Like, oh, he might be with them. Ooh. Well, then, in that case, I think he would probably shoot his friends again a very weakly disguised text of uh y'all might want to be careful I've been hearing there's some people basically like just trying to put them on edge a little bit to not be like stupid like don't go out by yourself or like he wouldn't want to just be like someone's looking for us you're texting the group yeah thought you were like replying back to the people who've been like dude What's going on? Oh, man, it's tough, because I want to warn my friends that someone's looking for us. If if these people who are looking for me talk to my dad, and he's already pointed them in the direction of my friends, I want them to be careful. I definitely would tell all these people, and I would tell Hawk, Annabelle. I feel like your dad would have pointed them to older friends or, like, casual acquaintances. I don't know if he particularly knows who your current friends are. True, okay. And I don't think you would ever expect... I don't think he knows you have any relation with Hawk at all. Really? Dad doesn't know that at all? Shit, okay. Uh-oh. I feel like yeah. he'd be pissed. With all the stuff that happened, it'd be like... You just don't talk about it. Yeah. Right on. Sorry, I don't mean to be stalling. For At some point in the morning, he would tell Annabelle, Bert, and Roz, be like, I think someone's looking for us. And then whenever him and Hawk were awake at the same point, he would probably talk to him about that. Like, hey, this, my dad's calling. Someone's looking for us at the Waffle House. Show him the picture and basically just try to add a bit more caution to whatever we're about to do. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned next week to find out what happens next on Tempest Multi. If you don't want to wait, you can get early access to our episodes over at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. If you like our show, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting app so people can know where to find us. 
We couldn't do this without your help. Season 1 of Tempest Multi was made in collaboration with Doug Holly of Good Better Quest. He has a prologue for a show that he will be doing in the future set in Oak Ridge's sister city of Jackson, South Carolina. Brianna Jean is the keeper and producer with editing help from Nikki of Beholder to No One. I'm Casey playing Annabelle Joyce and you can find me on the Aboard the Opal Star podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is David Tilstra, but today I'll be playing Darren Calloway. I am the Dungeon Master over at From Afar Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at From Afar Podcast. You can find myself at David Tilstra on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, that's about it. Hey, this is Doug. I play Hawk Bailey. You can find me on Twitter at DougGBQ or on the podcast Good Better Quest. I'm Ian. I will be playing Bartolomeo, the spellcaster, and you can find me on the Ballad of the Seven Dice Twitch channel, playing Weary in the Rise of Nyarlathotep campaign. Hi, I'm Nicola, and I'm playing Rosalind Stollard, aka Roz. You can find me on Twitter at Nicola the Druid, or on Twitch as Druidcraft Productions, where I host Tiny Hut, a weekly show focused on education, advocacy, and charity. Stay safe out there, dear friends, and always remember things are not as they seem. Welcome, adventurers. Draw near and listen to tales of heroes and villains. That was the last Yonef saw of Ortival as a blur of movement pulled Yonef's attention back to the left. Yonef ducked a sword slash aimed at his head. The blow missed so narrowly that he felt the blade clip the top of his helm. Of friendship and laughter. She eats like a pig, Rianok said. Mela froze. Sarkeesian slapped the back of the halfling's head with an open hand. A rare smile split Colfin's brown beard, a low chuckle following. Of sorrow and loss. There was no reply. Erwin stood leaned over Byford's motionless form, gently listening for breath. Get your weekly espresso shot of fantasy on iTunes, Spotify, and many other places where podcasts can be found. Come join the adventure and listen to... Tales from the Dungeon.